Welcome back to the Pyramid, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. My name is Amanda. I'm your host every single MFing week. Um, this is your weekly disclaimer. Also, that if you can hear my cat in the background, it's because she has a bell on her collar and she's too cute for me to take it off. And you can probably hear her because she's she's stirring. Yeah, I'm talking. To, I'm talking about you, girl. She's really and what? <laughs> Little weirdo. Um, this week I have with me a brand new guest, which is so exciting. I was thinking the other day, I was like, I think I'm kind of running out of friends. <laughs> no, like, you I still have plenty. I was like, oh wait, I think I, I, I can ask uh, my friend Faith. She'll yes, do it. Yay. Hello. Yay, hello. Faith. So exciting. Yes, hello. Um, since you are new, okay. um, tell us about your experience with like the arts in general, any okay. sort of art. I'm going to open my Diet Coke in the background. <laughs> okay. Um, so I... I guess my biggest arts experience personally is that I was in band for quite a long time. What'd you play? I played the alto saxophone what? from like How have we not talked about this? Until 11th or 12th grade. Dang. I know. I also took lessons. So I took it very seriously and like competed in the little competitions where you do solos. Oh, and a duets. chair contest? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I got little medals, but I never marched. So maybe that's why we haven't talked oh, about it. Orchestra because kid. I was in concert band yeah. and in jazz band for a brief second, but mm-hmm. I played fall sports. So volleyball was always during marching band season. So I uh-huh. never did the marching thing. Gotcha. Um, but Just the concert thing. Mm-hmm. Dang, that's crazy. I'm, I know. I kind of want to pick it back up, but I just haven't yet. Yeah. Um, being able to read music and all that. Yeah, totally. Is that the only art that you participated in? I love plays and theater mm-hmm. and watching Broadway and I in middle school and high school tried to be in plays but mm-hmm. the teachers never picked me and so <laughs> oh, I don't no. think that I'm a personally gifted actress <laughs> but I enjoy watching Taking other people. It as a sign. <laughs> yes. When people take their little bows at the end of the plays it gets me every time. Oh, I same. cry almost every time. Same. So I enjoy watching other people I'm just not very talented at it. Yeah. What's your experience with Dance Moms as a show? I used to watch Dance Moms all the time yeah. when I was growing up. It is vastly different than I remember it being as an adult right. than it is back then, but yeah. I did watch it all the time, so I'm very yeah. familiar. Excuse me. Now the Diet Coke burps are going to be causing me problems. That's okay. Um, so you were watching it as it was coming out? I think so, because this was like 2005. This was like 2012. Okay, so I was in high school, about like graduating high school in 2011. So I was okay, gotcha. teenager, and I think yeah. I was watching it as it was coming out. Totally, totally. I think most people at least watch the first, like most people that I have talked to about the show, I should say, watched it in like the first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. And then after there's like a shift in the group of like some people staying and some people leaving that I'm not going to spoil, but there are new students that are brought in and there are students who age out and all these different things. And that shift is kind of when people stop watching. Cause like the original cast yeah, kind of some of them peace out. And so people stop watching it. I didn't that. realize the show lasted as long as it did. Mm-hmm. I never saw the later seasons where Abby is like yeah, in I, a wheelchair. Yes. I haven't seen any of that. Uh, I haven't seen any of that. There's de- I remember the episode I stopped like, my like falling off point mm-hmm. and it's like probably in season three or four like okay. it's pretty you hung in it's on the front end yeah i tried to i watched it with my sister and we were watching this and toddlers and tiaras kind of at the same time yes. and we would watch them when we like i was in middle school she was in high school and then when we were both in high school 
And we kind of went back and forth between those things all the time. But then Dance Moms, like, I think we got too old to think it was, like, entertaining anymore. But we kept thinking Toddlers and Tiaras was entertaining. And so, and Toddlers and Tiaras, like, that show has its own list of issues. But for what it was, it was like each episode is isolated, right? right? You're not, you're not watching the same group of kids constantly. So we mm-hmm. could like TiVo like 50 episodes and then just binge them. Yeah, exactly. And so when she would come home from college, we would just watch them all the time and it didn't matter. And then, but like the keeping up of dance moms would just kind of like fell off. Yeah. I fan. also watched a lot of toddlers and tiaras. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I was in two pageants in high school, which <gasps> really in, in high school was like very off brand for me. <laughs> I was very athletic and did a lot of sports and someone convinced me that colleges cared about a well-rounded resume. So I was like, what is the opposite of my sports extracurriculars? It's these pageants. <laughs> and I watched toddlers and tiaras all the time you're like I, I could do that yeah i had no idea <laughs> i had no idea how to walk in a pageant so i sure. watched how the little girls walked and just kind of mimicked them did you do like the little like blowing kisses at the judges i did not but my, i did my shoulders <laughs> the shoulder thing my yeah. sister and i do it to each other all the time it's so funny yeah you always have to face the judges even when you're walking sideways <laughs> i love that did you and did anything come out of that did you get into college because of the pageants i did not i got top 25 <laughs> out of 50 one time hey. so i know not not bad not bad top half that's exciting yeah another one that i was in was really intense and we had like a fitness routine and a talent Ooh. Ooh. And you lost me at fitness it was very intense i was doing push-ups while smiling <gasps> to the judges whoa seriously yes yes there's How a video somewhere i believe it's my senior year in high school dang it used to be called junior miss when i did it but now the program's called distinguished young woman Ew. and it's supposed to be like a college pageant program where they Gross. give you scholarships money the prettier Gross. and more talented you are right right yeah. oh god that i got zero dollars <laughs> <laughs> needless to say it did not go well for exactly, me exactly <laughs> exactly um that's that is so funny i didn't know that um okay are you ready to talk about the pyramid of the world yes i guess so great this is a disclaimer i said this i think this was two weeks ago oh my god i said this two weeks ago that like this to me because this is like my platform and i have to be responsible with it i do not think that this is the platform for talking about um, tragedies that are happening in America, um, not because I don't care or not because I don't think they're important, but because I don't think I can do them justice on a podcast about a reality TV show that st- that you know took place ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so when we're talking about the bottom of the pyramid, we're not talking about things that are like this is supposed to be a surface level mm-hmm. kind of thing, um, and I just don't think that I have enough. I don't think I'm smart enough and I don't think I'm articulate enough to talk about all the complexities of the things that have been happening in Texas. Um, those things are to like, I, this is, I see I'm having a hard time explaining right now to say that like what happened in Texas a couple days ago in is on the bottom of the pyramid feels yeah. very cheap. Like that doesn't like, yeah, it feels it's way bigger than that. To, I'm not making any sense, but yeah, it just feels like, this is not like that is so not what this is like that is such a big issue and such a nuanced upsetting thing to talk about and to put it on the bottom of the pyramid next to these other like surface level stupid things just doesn't feel right right so when we talk about this there's lots of there's lots of just like 
BS happening in America constantly. Mm-hmm. But like generally like disastrous things like what happened in Texas, like what's happening with um, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, that is like so large and such a complex issue that it does not fit into this like right. stupid kitschy thing on a podcast. We all with know my that friends. those things are the worst ever. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So that's not, we're not talking about those, not because we don't care, but because this is not the platform for a large, mature, intense conversation. Right. This is a podcast about dance moms. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just not that space. And I hope that doesn't come across as me not caring. Cause I do care. No, this is just not the right space. Yeah. You know, if this was like a political science podcast, we would talk about it, but it's not. It's right. We're sponsored by the New York Times. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, Peter Sagal from NPR hit my line. Um, okay. Do you have anything for the bottom of the pyramid? I can go first to make your life easier. I My pyramid has a theme. Ooh, okay. <laughs> and I didn't realize that it was a theme until I was looking at it. But sure. at the bottom of my pyramid is this is a summer themed pyramid because you know we're entering that time of year oh yes the bottom is ticks mosquitoes and other summer bugs parasites yes parasitic insects i i just cannot i can't i can't describe the feeling that comes over my body (laughs) when i see a tick on me or my dog and i know that it's gonna be fine i know how to take care of it i just cannot fathom that that kind of insect exists And the fact that I have to check myself and my dog every time we go outside, I just... And you're outside pretty often, too. I am. I love hiking, camping. In Tennessee, I feel like the ticks are just out of control. So it costs a lot of money in bug spray and meds and a lot of emotional energy to keep this at bay. With the mosquitoes, they're just itchy. Yes. And it is... I did have a roommate in college. One of the only good things I learned in college was I had a roommate who who was the the daughter of missionaries Mm -hmm. and they were missionaries in uh, i can't remember in like um in not the states Mm -hmm. but they i think they were in a place that was like maybe in the islands like caribbean islands yes and they were in a more like um you know, forested area. And so they got huge mosquitoes all the time. And she taught me that if you heat up a metal spoon to the okay. point of it being like burning your skin yeah, and press it into the mosquito bite, then it will burn up the itchiness that's inside of the mosquito bite. Oh my gosh. Have you tried it? Yes. And it works, but it is painful. arguably more painful than just being mildly itchy for two weeks you know what i mean mosquito bites are embarrassing because i think i'm semi-allergic to them so i always get they swell up that's allergic swell up and get welts so if a mosquito Uh bites my face it's very obvious to everyone and my legs will just be swollen so i'm either smelling like bug spray all the time or in like a semi-hive situation yeah i hate i hate bug bites i get bug bites all the time yeah and it's usually my legs i'll look down at my legs and be like Mm -hmm. wait what like you and i were at a thing recently and we we were outside well we started inside and then we were outside for a long time Mm -hmm. and i looked down at my legs when i got home and i was like great awesome i'm glad this is already starting my legs are covered in welcome to summer i hate it i hate it um my bottom of the pyramid is being touched 
by strangers. Okay. Because I love physical contact. My number one love language is physical, um, physical contact. So interesting. So like I like hugs. Like I I was hugged a lot as a child. So like I hug my parents all the time. I hug my sister who hates mm-hmm. to be hugged. Like it's great. I love a I love a good hug. What I don't love is someone who doesn't know me touching me. Yeah, like moving don't do you that. out of the way with the small of your back. So Love yesterday that. I had a work event. We had eight, I guess I can say this now because by the time this comes out, I'm not a teacher anymore, so who cares? Yeah. We had eighth grade promotion last night and mm-hmm. I was given the task of handing out flyers, or not flyers, programs, the order of events with the list of all the eighth graders on the back. And some dad came up behind me, put his hand on like almost on my butt, on like the yeah. small of my back. And I was like, hey, can I get a couple more of those programs? And I wanted to be like, what you can get is your hand off my ass. Yeah. That would be great. I've always wondered if it's a Southern thing where it, we touch each other to and move each other. Ugh. Or if it is a don't everywhere thing. Like, don't touch. Like, I don't know you. Yeah. If I'm, like, if I was standing and I was doing, you know, the passing out of the things. Sorry, I'm about to burp again. <laughs> Sorry. Um, if I was like passing out the, the programs and yeah. whatever, and like a teacher who I know put their hand on my back, I'd be like, that's weird. But I wouldn't be like upset about it. I would just think it was a strange interaction. Right. And there are teachers at the school that if they had like touched my back in the same place and asked for a program, I wouldn't have thought it was weird. I'd been like, whatever, because we're comfortable with each other. And I know this, but I had never seen this dad before in my whole life. Had yeah. did, did not know him, did not know who his child was. If I had, I probably would have given that child a detention today. <laughs> that is, I just think, or like, yeah, yeah, being moved by, don't touch me. I guess If that. you don't know me, don't touch me. Right. Because it's don't. sweet and nice when it's like your partner or your friend looking out for you at the yeah, bar. That, yeah, but whatever. But when it's a stranger and you don't know their intentions. I don't know you. <laughs> don't touch me. You know, bigger than you most of the time touching Drew. you. Ugh. And then, yeah, it's And it's mostly unsettling. men. There's not a, a ton of times where I have found that women who are strangers will do the same thing. It's usually no. men like hurting around women. Mm-hmm. Like In a scoot crowd, over this way, you know. We will not move each other. We'll just be like, um, excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me, can <laughs> I get by? Excuse me. Until yeah. people hear us. We're not Ugh. manhandling everyone. I just don't I just really it really makes me upset. And because I like Valid. physical contact so much. Like that is a special thing to me. It's not a mm-hmm. thing that I just like give to everyone. I, I don't know. Like when I, I remember as a kid on like, hey, hey, do you mind? She her, decided to her eat her collar. dinner right now. Yeah. Her collar is smacking against her food bowl. And it's really loud. You good? Okay, great. She says yes. <laughs> um, As a kid in elementary school, I remember getting the note on my report card of like, she needs to keep her hands to herself because I was a very handsy kid. And like, I just liked hugs. Yeah. And that was just what was normal to me. But, but now as an adult, I know that not everybody likes to be touched all the time. Right. And so if I know that Mm -hmm. there has to be a way that somebody else also knows that. Yeah. So I just don't, I really don't like it. I really, really don't like it. It's really upsetting to me. So yeah, hate being touched by strangers, specifically strange men. That's a good one. Um, what is your middle of the pyramid, girl boss? So in honor of this weekend, my middle of the pyramid is the beach. Woo! Because <laughs> I have several reasons. Okay. So the beach um, pro is that you get a tan and you're usually with people that you're having a good time and you have literally nothing else to do besides sit on the beach. Mm-hmm. 
That's also one of my cons is because after a couple of days, the beach gets very boring. True. I also hate the sand. I don't oh, hate sand. The sand gets everywhere and it won't stop touching me and I just don't really appreciate it. <laughs> and then there's the salt water. I, mm. I love the lake. The fresh water. There's no sand. I love bodies of water. But the beach. A fun it's something else. Exactly. A fun fact about me is that I cannot go underwater without holding my nose, even as <gasps> I am 29 Same. years old. Same. So the beach can catch you off guard when you're not prepared, and you can get swallowed under there, and then yep. I'm breathing in salt water because and I, I don't know how and to. And I'm going to die. Exactly. I, didn't, yeah. I wasn't prepared enough to plug my nose with my hand. So the beach is, you know, it's good and it's bad, but it's not my favorite place, but I do like the camaraderie of friends and family yeah. that you go to going the beach Going to the with. beach, yeah. yeah the yeah. activity of going there yeah. is really fun. Yeah. But the actual intricacies of it, I hear you. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question you don't have to answer. And if you want me to cut it out, I will. Okay. Have you bought a swimsuit for this beach? I have not. I have two swimsuits already. Because that's also a con of going to the beach. Yes. For, for me, in the body that I'm in, mm -hmm. buying a swimsuit is very difficult. Right. Because I feel like something will be... There is a dis um, potential disaster at every turn. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it is a struggle. And I, and I like the feeling of like... Being out at the beach, I like what I'm wearing, but the process of buying a swimsuit is so laborious that yes. it is, it's just exhausting. I you haven't know what bought I mean? one in like two it. years because I just <gasps> found a couple that I, it's the same swimsuit in two different colors. And so, <laughs> and it's like a one piece. I don't know how I ever wore anything besides one pieces, but swimsuits are they particularly make me very self-conscious, even if I'm not outside sure. of a swimsuit. The mm -hmm. swimsuit brings a whole oh, other yeah. situation. Oh, yeah. You put it on and you're like, oh, now I hate the way I yes. look for no reason. I almost put shaving yeah. in the middle of this pyramid, but I did, yeah. <laughs> I did not. But because it's nice when you shave your legs and it's like very dolphin-like. And it feels... <laughs> yeah. You're like, oh, it's so slick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I am a beautiful dolphin mermaid. But otherwise, it it just never goes well. You always miss yeah. a patch. I feel yep. like people are judging me because I have hair on my kneecaps. And it's just a societal thing that, that I have crazy. been programmed, I feel like, to care about, even yeah. though I really don't. Yeah, because there's no reason. There's no, like, sanitary reason why women should have to shave their legs. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's what it literally, there is no reason. Biologically, there's no yes. purpose to it. I've been trained to think that I want it, but I don't think that I do. No. Do you shave your legs in the winter? No. I don't either. I will stop usually around like October. Right. When it starts getting really cold. And I don't shave, I don't shave my legs until like February yeah. or March. Because who's going to see it? Who cares? Because who cares? That's exactly. how I know that I don't actually care. Exactly. Because you have that grow out period and you're like, wait, this is way nicer. I have like yes. a, one less thing to do in the I shower I respect now. all the women that don't shave. And I am some at some point will get there in my life where Not I don't yet. care anymore. But I just don't know. Yeah. I, what's interesting, I was thinking about this yesterday because I was trying on swimsuits I had ordered online. Mistake number one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, played myself. But I thought, like, if I saw someone at the beach who looks the way I look in this swimsuit, with mm -hmm. this body in this swimsuit, I think she would look great. Right. But since it's me, exactly. <laughs> I think I look awful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's so strange to see someone 
out, you know, existing in the world and you think like, wow, that person looks so good. They look so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially if it's a plus size person who's wearing whatever the hell they want to wear, you're like, wow, that's great. Yeah. But when I do it, I'm like, no, why would I ever want it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I it's just like, like what too. is that? What is that? Yeah. So that's every day for me. It's like. very strange. My middle of the pyramid is the app cappuccino. Have you heard of this? No, I have not. So <laughs> it's an app where <laughs> it's an, I want to put on the record that this was requested of me to participate in this. I did not, this is not me, but it's a podcast app, but okay. you like what it is, is every day it will like remind you if you're in a group with people, like you're in different groups and it'll say like record a, like a miniature podcast to tell your friends about your day. Okay. And then the next morning at like seven, it puts all of them together and you have like a podcast where you hear from each person in your group about their day the day before. Is the group your friends? Yes. That's so cute. Yes. So I, I like again, that. this was requested of me. I did not tell my friends that they, that everybody needs to do the thing that I do as a hobby. That is not what happened. Right. Um, but the only thing that I, the reason it's in the middle, it's a, it's in the middle for the good reason, because I get to hear the voices of my friends, mm-hmm. which is great because like texting is like Not fine, same, yeah. but like hearing them is great. Um, I'm in this, I'm in a group with people who've been on the podcast before Jamie and Cecilia and they're great. And for, and Cecilia will agree with me about this, but Jamie is straight up one of the funniest people I know. <laughs> Every and like they've been that way since for forever, right? And every time I'm with them, it's like an overwhelming sense of like I think at some point today I'm going to throw up from laughing <laughs> too hard. So it's great to like hear their voice and like be in this group and whatever. Yeah. But the but the downside of it is that there's a cutoff point, or maybe I'm using the app wrong, but I think there's a cutoff point in terms of the hour that you can send them, and then okay. It, puts them all together for you to listen to the next day. So it's not like Marco Polo where you can do it anytime, do it whenever it kind of has like these restrictions. And sometimes I like, don't have anything cool. Like my day was like so boring and so uneventful or like my days recently, like yesterday or today and tomorrow. And also yesterday have been really emotional because it's been the last few days of my teaching career. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, I had so much happen, but I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. But the good thing is that I get to hear Jamie's voice <laughs> and so I get to hear them be your funny. Friend sharing like positive things throughout their day. Y'all aren't just. Uh, well, I mean, it just, it just depends. It's a lighthearted situation. Yeah, it, it very much is. And it's like whatever we want it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it has kind of been back and forth between like things being positive and then things being kind of like indifferent. And like, this is like, Jamie was at the laundry, the laundromat. Yeah. For the first time ever. And they're like, I did this thing. Yeah. And it was very scary. And I thought I was going to, you know, do something wrong and mess it up. But I was fine, you know. Yeah. So it's like positive or mundane things. Okay. So no I don't know. crying on the messages. That, that's what I'm trying to avoid. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I don't want to bring kill the, the vibe. Down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That exactly. would be a lot of pressure. I would overthink that. Yeah. Sure. And you only have three minutes. And you can redo them. But it's like, you get one three minute block every day. And that's it. Wow. So anyway, so the app and it, maybe like I'm using it wrong, but, but yeah, Sounds I do like that. Though. They, yeah, they put them all together. It's so like the next day at like yeah. 7am, it's like, here are your things. And you listen to it. And you're like, oh, that's nice. But yeah. it is also some pressure. Wake up to some friends voices. That'd be nice. Yeah, it is. It is really nice. 
Um, what do you have for the top? Okay. Um, In keeping with your summer theme. Yeah, continue with the summer theme. You know, when you're outside and you are hiking around and it's really, really hot, everyone has a particular cold beverage that they love afterwards. And mine is Coca-Cola. <laughs> yes. There is nothing like sweating and then being yep. hot outside and drinking uh, ice cold Coke. Re. And that is at the top of my pyramid. Have you had the Coke Starlight? I have not. Okay. Is it's it good? really good. What does it I, taste like? I, Starlight. I don't know what to tell you. It tastes like stars. It's like Coke, but like, I, I don't know how to explain it. It is Coke. Mm-hmm. But like the bite at the end is like a little bit sweeter. Okay. And less bitter yeah i'll have to taste it. i don't know I don't it's know. really hard i to just explain. like the classic coke yeah, and that my love for an ice cold coke on a hot day determines which fast food place i drive through also <laughs> true often. if you really want to get this like the best coke you're gonna go to where i you're gonna hate me because i hate myself <laughs> chick-fil-a always oh. has a very consistent coke it's never flat it's never old. It always tastes it. good. My second one would be McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah. McDonald's has a very good fountain soda. So yeah, because I heard at one point that the difference between McDonald's and like other, like most other places, is that mm-hmm. in the transportation from the the factory to McDonald's, the drinks are never warm. Oh, they're cold the whole time. That sounds like it would really be a game changer, right? So it's not cold and then warm and then cold again. Excuse me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of Coke. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Coke, there it's cold the entire time. Okay. So that's why it it tastes different than it would. Yeah, I'm trying else. to stop going to Chick Fil A. Honestly, it's tough. And I it's almost a tough went habit today, to but I got my Coke from McDonald's today. So nice. one day down. Um, if you don't know why we should be avoiding Chick Fil A, that's a conversation for just later. Google but, <laughs> yeah. Just Google it. Just Google it. There's so much information on the internet. But also just no Google judgment it. because it is really difficult. And yeah. I and sometimes it is have what still you, been going. Yeah, it's like what like something specific from the place that you want. Yeah, they get you hooked and it yeah. keeps you coming back. It's a struggle. I hear you. I go whenever students used to give me gift cards to Chick Fil A. Right. If she bumps into that table and breaks that lamp, I'm gonna send Game her back. Over. I'm gonna send her back. To the shelter. Wise up. Hopefully she learned her lesson the last time. One can only hope. I'm not going to take my cat back to the shelter, by the way. That was a joke. For legal reasons, that was a joke. <laughs> Although that lamp is wobbling. What is she doing? Can you see? She gets inside the table. Oh, yeah. She can get in the table. Oh. Well, she's just I was just afraid she was swatting at the lamp. No, she's just inside shaking the table. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um... Okay, my top of the pyramid is um, the the music of NSYNC, specifically okay. the No Strings Attached album. Yes. I have been listening to it a lot recently just for fun. Yeah. It is so I good. I was not expecting you to say that, but I appreciate it so much. <laughs> I love that album. I was listening to it all the way through the other day. There's one song on it that can be skipped because it's about cyber sex, which is like, yeah. not a thing Mm -hmm. also anymore and just like a weird thing for jt to sing about yes so it's just like what's happening but everything else is great and then at the end 
of the album, the last song is all acapella the whole time. Okay. Which is like, that's tough. I haven't listened to that album in so long. I'm going to have to oh. go back. We were an NSYNC house in my okay. house. We were not a Backstreet Boys house. I thought I was an NSYNC house too, but maybe I jumped on the band a little too, yeah. too late. I love that album. And it like, it gets me pumped up. Like, like um, music to listen to while you clean or like when mm -hmm. I used to paint sets, I yeah. would listen to that album all the time to paint sets because it would like get me hyped up. Man, that album is Did so good. Did you have the good. dolls from the album? Like, they had no. all the members because the, uh, the, the, they, they were, were like puppets. puppets. Yes. And I had all of them, but it took me a long time to get them because you would go to the store oh, yeah. and there would only be one. Oh, yeah. They're the like collector's one. things. Do you still have them? I bet they're worth like some money. I wish I did, but I don't think that I do. Dang. They're ex they're not in boxes either. And I feel like that's how you make oh, money. Yeah, probably. I took mine out of the box like an idiot and like put them <laughs> on my TV stand. Yeah, yeah. But you would always find the one that no one liked. Who is that one guy? Lance. Not no, everyone loves Joey. Lance. Yeah, Joey or the other guy. It was like JC, Lance, and Justin. Everyone loved them. Joey, Joey and, and Howie. Yes. No one liked them. There was always a Howie doll at the Aww, store. So once you bless. got him, it wasn't exciting anymore. But. Yeah. Do you have anything for any of the level anything else for any of the levels? I don't think so. That's my summer pyramid. Dang. I love that it has a theme. That's I know. So fun. I didn't even do it on purpose. Oh, tell the class what your Enneagram type is since I've been bothering everybody about it. <laughs> I am an Enneagram one. Dang. And right now I have a pretty strong two wing, I think. Mm -hmm. I've been in four for a while, so that's been a fun experience for me. Oh, but yeah. Because, I am a solid yeah. one. Dang. For better or worse. So where do ones go in health? To seven. And it is so fun oh, to be a seven, but yeah. I haven't been there in a minute. Yeah. But you... We quickly get overwhelmed by being a seven because we can be like, let's plan this trip. Let's plan this adventure and then realize how stressful it is to actually do said adventure and right. get stressed out by being a seven. So, And then it's like, okay, back to, back to safety. <laughs> back to one, yeah. Back to being the safe place of being a one. Exactly. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Are you ready to get into this episode? I am. We got some things to talk about. So excited. So this episode, this is episode eight of season two. It is called Runaway Mom. Previously, we have the guns, we have the bench, we have Abby screaming all the time. It's great. The, the coming up on for this episode was a huge spoiler for like literally everything. Right. Which usually they're, I feel like they're not. No, but, but we this saw everything. coming up on dance moms, it was like every single like cool plot point was just like told us at the beginning right there wasn't a lot happening Whoops. this episode i feel like so maybe it was just hard to keep it all a secret yeah i don't know it was just it was just strange usually it's more of like a teaser mm -hmm. but for this it was like it was just more um explicit in right. like what was gonna happen i hate that okay we're in the studio in the candy at the candy apples oh my <laughs> lord the abby lee dance company center for the performing arts we're here yeah. last week we were in pennsylvania doing hollywood vibe hollywood in pennsylvania mm -hmm. um and then this week we're gonna go to a competition called fire and ice which okay great i have questions very early 2000s yeah 2000s. in pittsburgh which is another reason for abby to talk about how great she thinks she is because she talks about how much people are gonna be paying attention to her reputation people expect things from her her reputation is her reputation that is she taylor swift yes i literally wrote down <laughs> it's always about abby's reputation like 
Oh my god. She everything about that. It, is she from Pittsburgh or why does she care so much about Pittsburgh? I think so the studio's in Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. I so I think I think I knew that. I think she's from there too. And mm. so her like I hometown glory. Yeah, and her idea is like this is where she's built up her company and everyone knows that this is where she is. And so if the competition is in this area, mm-hmm. she wants to do well because this is her like stomping ground. But like, she I was also, talking about her reputation when they went to Texas though. And that, she was like, everyone's that's going saying. to remember my name. Yeah. She's very concerned like, about her. Okay. Whatever girl. And like in the first season when they were doing like a different competition every week, every mm-hmm. location, it was like, this is the most important competition of the season. Yes. I'm like, okay, She's girl, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. Um, so that's what we're doing. So that we get to the pyramid, the bottom of the pyramid, the first kid is Kendall right what? out of the gate. And Poor Kendall, that's Jill's funny. jaw is on the floor. She is shocked. Did you notice that all of the moms were wearing dark colors, browns and blacks besides <laughs> Jill and she was in white? No, I and didn't. I don't know if this was on purpose from the producers, but I just thought it was hilarious that the one person that got very angry was wearing was, an opposite color palette of everyone. That's else. interesting. No, I think yeah. Joel. I just think Joel doesn't know how to read a room. <laughs> I had a lot of notes about their outfits as well. <laughs> um, Kendall is back on probation because of her mom's behavior last I'm, week being like when is kendall gonna get a special part blah, blah, blah. Yeah. um christy is also shocked i don't know if you saw her reflection in I the mirror not. but she is she's kind of freaked out and abby says it's a um she's like well kendall you know she makes a comment about like when she not her body in general but like when she dances mm-hmm. specifically like her shoulders are touching her ears instead of being down her knees aren't straight, blah, 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 whatever. And Jill just doesn't buy it. She just looks right. like, she says like, what else do you want from her? And she's like, I want her to have better technique. And she's like, right. we're giving you everything. She's like, actually, you're not. Your daughter's kind of being sloppy. Do they ever work on their technique? That's what I want to know. Or they just continuously learn to dances. Because I think Abby, I'm confused about how she is considered a very good choreographer when she's not able to show them yeah the move so how are they supposed to know so she has a couple of assistants that are like almost never seen okay um and that's part of it and the other part of it is just like i mean what's inherent to dance is that vocabulary Mm -hmm. of like yeah establishing like when i say this name that Mm -hmm. means you're doing this shape with your body right right um but she comes up with like the designs and the concepts but then in the instruction i think gianna her assistant is a little more involved any of that yeah because i i I think i mean well that's like where the rubber beats the road right that's actual teaching that's actual instruction and that's not exciting yeah i just feel like jill is like warranted in some of her responses but just like really goes over the top and my parents actually got me kicked off of a volleyball team one time <gasps> for a similar Your parents situation. were the Jill Vertezes? My parents were like, why aren't you giving her more playing time? She's better than this, whatever, whatever. And what? then the next season, I just didn't make the team. I think because they were tired of my parents, you know, Dang. saying stuff. And so Jill's behavior, you know, I've seen Dang. her get people kicked off. So <laughs> she needs to watch herself, I feel like. She needs to watch her back. Exactly. Um... Christy in her talking head, she's like, Well, Jill was complaining about not having anything special to do. And here it is. She's like, <laughs> You being on probation is a special part. Yeah. And then so Abby, sad. Abby in her talking head says that if she had a picture of Jill, she would put Jill at the bottom. She's like, Really, this is about what you were saying. This is about Jill. Exactly. Being an idiot. Which is not fair to Kendall. 
Yeah. Um, she says, I kind of, in her talking head, she says, I kind of expected Jill to react like that. But she said, Kendall's reaction was devastating. She says, I certainly don't wake up in the morning intending to, or I certainly don't wake up in the morning planning to intentionally hurt a child's feelings. So I like seeing, I believed her though. I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. She, I never see her like feel very remorseful besides right now that she's making these kids cry. Yeah, at certain points she's like, I'm making you cry, but cry, save your tears for the pillow. Right. And then she's like, I didn't mean to make you cry. Yeah. So it's like, which one is it? Yeah, it's I don't know. Tell. But to no one's surprise, Jill and Kendall storm out and they leave. Mm-hmm. And there's no, in this moment, there's no consulting with Kendall from Jill or oh asking God, Kendall yeah. how she feels or like, do you still want to be here? What's going on in your brain? Like, how are you feeling about this? There's none of that. It's grabbing her by the wrist. Let's go. We're leaving. Get in the yeah. car. And and Kendall says, I don't want to leave. I love to dance. Yeah. I noticed that in this episode, there was a lot of telling the girls how to feel and then also telling the yeah. moms how they should feel. Yeah. And I just noticed that it was like a lot of weird emotion. I won't say emotional manipulation because I don't think it was like intentional that way, but a lot of downplaying each other's emotions, but also trying to control how each mm. other feels. Like, Kendall, you should be very happy about this. Like, you should be very excited. Sure. You are a happy girl to be at Candy Apple. Oh, oh, oh I missed her. Um, <laughs> you, should, you know what I mean? Like, you should yeah. be happy that we're leaving. This is in your best interest. And no one ever actually asked her. Yeah. And the moms were kind of doing that to each other this episode, too. Yes, they're very much telling each other how to feel. Very, mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so um so then so that happens they peace out so we're going to continue with the pyramid mm-hmm. Paige is next because she messed up in the trio brooke is next because she just like has an attitude as a teenager which like i don't know if any 13 14 year old girl who doesn't have an attitude she that's, got the age-old correction for a woman which is just just smile, smile. i I'm not even going to go. I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to. But yeah, Abby says, Brooke, just smile more. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my whole body is on fire right. with rage. So yeah. Um, and then Mackenzie, she just needs more technical practice. So all of them on the bottom are kind of on the bottom for good reasons. Th- for yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're all kind of equally on the bottom. Right. And the same thing is true for Maddie and Chloe, who are both in the middle. It's like, you're doing fine, Maddie. You did fine, whatever. Which means that at the very tippy top for the first time ever is Miss Nia, the daughter of Dr. Holly. I'm excited for her. And she was pumped. (laughs) And Holly is so proud. She's like, she's like beaming at her child. It's so sweet. I'm sobbing. Yeah. Abby says she's on the top for her determination. And she's like, sometimes being a hard worker and being determined is just as valuable as any trophy. Yeah. Number one, where the hell has that attitude been this whole time, girly? I know. I was like, because why this is she feels new. Randomly being so nice. <laughs> she's like, I don't like seeing kids cry, and also you deserve an award for trying. Yes, I was, I was very like, what? By the whole thing, actually, very much like a heel turn from what we've been seeing so yes. far. Um. And because she's on the top, Nia has a solo this week. I think she's the only one. We don't see anybody else have a solo. Right, it's just Nia and the squad. Um, the squad is doing a number called Head Over Heels. It's about falling in love and getting married because of course it is. Because it's a group of all girls and we can't have them do anything that doesn't have to do with death or being in love. Yes. Because that's all I, women are good for. I know. It just... I, feel I am like exhausted. I all little girls... <laughs> 
we're always concerned. We were always concerned with being getting married and like mm-hmm. who we were going to marry. And the way we talked about it and the way the show talks about it is also very heteronormative. I feel oh, like. yeah. oh, yeah. So oh, I yeah. just didn't like that. And it's not something I would have noticed when I was younger either. Um, like the no. heteronormativity Mm-mm. of it or no. playing into little girls' fantasies about that and making it feel very important in their lives when it not necessarily is. Um, but I also thought it was weird that Abby was using this whole thing to expose Melissa. Yeah. So and how that's very underhanded. So Abby says she thinks Melissa has a secret and Melissa tells us she did get engaged. So she had been married to Kurt. Mm-hmm. They got a divorce. She is now re-engaged to a man named Greg who has been bankrolling Maddie and Mackenzie's dance lessons this whole time. So now they're engaged but she says, I want to keep my private life private. So that's where we're starting. Right. Melissa's saying, I don't want to talk about it. And Abby's saying, we're going to talk about it anyway. Um, and then Abby says that she wants all of the girls' dads to be in the audience like they were giving their daughters away. I found this to be so strange. Okay. Are the dads not always invited? She made a big I guess deal about not. the dads are invited to be here and are the but dads But the only coming? dad that shows up is Nia's dad. Right. And she made it seem like the dads are all the ones paying for all of this and how they need to see you be pretty to Ugh. realize it's worth it. And Ugh. I just did not like the whole husband-wife dynamic talk in that whole Yeah, it was situation. really strange. And it amounts to nothing. It's a big nothing burger. You know what right. I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. There's, like, nothing of substance comes out of this dad plot at all. And we'll, we'll get to Maybe that later. But motivation? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't understand. I think it was just probably to provoke Melissa a little bit more, which kind of sucks. Okay, we're five days out. The dance moms are up in the Lido deck, and Melissa says that she feels bad about, like, the whole thing that happened with Jill and that she wants Jill to come back. Mm-hmm. and kelly says that she thinks jill's gonna regret it she says she just did that in the heat of the moment she doesn't understand what she did and she's gonna regret piecing out in the middle of like a heated situation instead of making that decision like in a collected frame mm-hmm. of mind which i can understand and holly wishes that jill could have seen nia be at the top because jill is always pissed that nia is better than kendall and she's like she just didn't think she could do it. So I wish you were here to see it. I'm like, period, Dr. Holly. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Holly knows. Dr. Holly. That's her name on Instagram, by the way. I, I was doing a little bit of recon on Jill. I wanted to see if Jill was um, a racist. Oh. Um, because, you know, in America now, it's like a fine to just tell people that you're a racist. And so I was thinking maybe her Instagram would yeah. have something and it doesn't. But she, she hung out one time with Dr. Holly in the last like four years. And Holly's face is tagged with her account and her mm-hmm. at her handle is at dr holly i love that. <laughs> which i, I love, love that. <laughs> um so then we see nia's uh working on her solo it is an acro routine and christy says like everyone's like oh we're so excited nia's getting a thing blah 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 and christy looks at home she goes i'm just excited that there's no and she does air quotes ethnic dance this oh week. I'm like, God. yes, Christy, absolutely. She knows it's weird. Yes. And she's calling it out, which I really appreciate. And Holly's like, yeah, I'm kind of excited about that too, to be honest. I'm glad it's something that's not a quote unquote ethnic dance. Yeah. That was- yeah. And then Melissa says, you know, they keep talking about Jill and, you know, I'm going to miss her. She made a snap decision. She'll regret it. And then Melissa looks at her iPhone three and she goes, <laughs> oh my God. She sent me a text. <laughs> I just thought that was so staged. <laughs> <laughs> and she just cannot, which 
it's it's such bs because when we see her screen mm -hmm. the message above jill says where are you yeah <laughs> so it's like she definitely texted melissa first yeah absolutely she texted jill first yeah yes, absolutely yes, yes. um and she says like jill tells her we're going somewhere where they appreciate kendall and they appreciate me blah 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 whatever and christy says like she's a studio hopper like i knew she was gonna be this way she was a bad influence on our kids because of her bad attitude and good riddance oh i thought she was saying she was a bad influence because she was a studio hopper and i was like i had questions about that about oh no i what think kind it's a personality type is a bad a influence attitude like her bad attitude the attitude thing would make sense but and all of them have bad attitudes so true i think the attitude of like disposability right like no oh well if i don't like it i can place yes i think that was the bad influence that she uh, yeah that makes more sense may or may not have been referencing i don't know but also jill's attitude just sucks in general <laughs> yes. so she's like good riddance i don't miss her <laughs> yes yes it's funny. okay so <clears throat> excuse me now we're in the car with Jill and Kendall and we're on the phone with a woman. The closed captions just say woman right. on the other end. Um, and we, but we all know who the voice is because it can only be one person's voice. It can only be the voice of Kathy Nesbitt Stein. <laughs> is that only, really her last name? Yes. <laughs> can you get our, isn't that the most annoying name you've ever heard in your life? Yes. I already thought her studio name was annoying. <sighs> Candy Abbott. Anyway, <laughs> Kathy's on the other end. And Jill is like, well, we, this is Jill Vertez. We're from Abby's. And Kathy's like, oh, well, if you're from Abby, you know, I want to make sure that all of your ties have been severed before you come to me, blah, 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 whatever. Um, Jill's phone case, did you see what her phone case says? I didn't. It literally was like the crown at the top. It said, keep calm and carry on. Oh my God. <laughs> the most 2013 thing ever. And also Jill also is the, the least calm person. Yeah, she's so not. The keep calm and carry on like type no, it was very no. strange um oh my gosh i remember when that do you remember when that was everywhere yes back in the day it was everywhere i never really understood it so i'm glad it went away i have no idea we this last uh was it two weeks ago we had our state like testing like standardized testing and in tennessee it's called tcap it's like mm -hmm. the tennessee uh I don't know what it stands for. Tennessee, <laughs> man, who cares? Academic performance, I think is what it is. Yeah. Who cares? Whatever. But it's TCAP. And so there was this giant poster in our front office that said, keep calm and TCAP on. And I was like, what are we in 2013? <laughs> like what is happening? Yes. But that, and that used to be everywhere. I it was everywhere. Get it. I didn't I, jump on that train. I didn't get it either. Um, but Jill's got it on her phone case. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, and then we see the candy apples, they're pulling up, and then a commercial. We come back from commercial. We're four days out from the competition. In this very, like, obviously staged moment, Abby is in the den in that little, like, backstage room that connects mm -hmm. all the studios um, with Mackenzie, Maddie, and Chloe. And they're just, like, farting around. They're, like, not really <laughs> doing anything around. of substance, you know? Yeah. They're, like, stretching and semi-talking about dance, but, like, not really. Yeah. Um, and then Abby brings up the engagement and she's like, I'm so excited about the wedding. And she goes, are you going to be in the wedding? She says it to Maddie. And I just kind of looks at her and she goes, do you think I'm going to be in the wedding? Like as a joke. And they're just like staring at her and she's like, I can't believe nobody wants to talk about it. Blah, blah, blah. So awkward. And yeah. And Maddie says in her talking head, she's like, my mom told me that we're not supposed to talk about it. 
Like yeah. she's engaged. We know she's engaged. We're excited. But my mom doesn't want us to talk about it. So we're mm-hmm. not talking about it. I am so confused by this whole plot line, honestly. It is so strange to everyone me. knows. Well, so she okay, had I have to a have theory. told them before. I have a theory. And okay. I read this on Reddit. So okay. this is not an original theory. But the theory was that it may have something to do with Melissa's divorce from Kurt. Oh, like it might not have been final or something? Yes. And okay. that if it hadn't have been final and she was getting married to somebody else, it could affect the terms of the divorce. Okay. But that doesn't make any sense because they're on national television. And if she really wanted to keep it on the down low, she shouldn't have been wearing the ring. Yeah. Like that's the the obvious giveaway that someone's engaged is a gigantic diamond and on their left ring finger. she did tell them though. Everyone yes. knows his name. Everyone knows he's been living in her house. Yeah. Everyone... Like- <laughs> Put two and two together with a ring. She yeah. Had to if you wanted them. to keep it a secret, you're not doing a very good job. No. No. Um, Maddie says, oh, wait, I already said that. Oh, Abby asks them, what do you think about the ring? And Maddie's like, I love it. And then she walks out of the room. And Chloe goes, I really like the story. And Maddie goes, don't tell her. <laughs> they I do like, it was so cute. Pulls her into the studio. And um, Abby's like trying to get it out of Chloe. Like, what story? Chloe's like, never mind, never mind. You're like freaking out. And Mackenzie and her talking head goes, we're not supposed to tell Abby anything because she's a blabber mouth. <laughs> Mackenzie has the greatest quotes. She, yeah, she really does. And then Abby, Abby's like, no, tell Chloe to come here. I want to hear the story. Listen, I get it. Mm-hmm. As a former teacher, when there is like drama going down amongst the kids to a certain extent, yeah. I need to know. Mm-hmm. I need to know why we're beefing. I need to know who doesn't like whomst. Uh, yeah. So like, I Sometimes get it. for pure <laughs> entertainment purposes. Like there was, <laughs> there was a fight um, a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. I didn't know, e- I didn't know either of the kids in the fight. I didn't know what they were fighting about. And yeah, so, I but I details. knew exactly. I knew who would know. And so I was like, this student come here. Right. What happened at the fight? Mm-hmm. And they like told me, I was like, okay, great. Thank you. Go away. <laughs> Not because I want to gossip about students with other students, but because I want to know because right. <laughs> I'm nosy. And You're I need there to know. all day with young exactly. people. And the only thing that you have to focus on is their lives. Cause right. no one asks you about yours. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you don't want to tell them. No, 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 no. So I, I mean, to a certain extent, I get it. I, there is a limit. There are some things about students' lives that I do not want to know, especially right. if it doesn't happen out, if it happens outside of school, I'm like, I don't really want to know any of that. But if like somebody broke up with somebody else in third period today, I do want to know about that. Cause it happened at school, Yeah. but like the outside stuff, I don't want to know. I so was, I thought that it was like cute and funny. I felt like it could have been taken too far eventually. And I don't know where that line would be. If, yeah. Like, they're clearly telling me they don't want to talk about it, but I thought it was cute. Yeah, it was. It was a, a definitely. And I'm proud of them for sticking to not telling her because yeah. I would have caved. Oh, I would have too. I'd have been like, "Well, a teacher told me." Yeah. Exactly. So I need to tell the teacher because the teacher's the adult. Exactly. Yeah, but they, yeah, they um, stuck Loyal with to it. Their mom. Mm-hmm. Um. Now we cut to the moms at a bridal shop for inspiration for the costumes. I. Okay. Sure. Whatever. Does the uh, studio not provide these kids costumes? Because no. every episode there's some drama about costumes. Right. The moms make them. Every Most time? of the time. Most of the time. What are they paying for then? Just Abby. the teachers? Okay. Abby's time and attention. Sheesh. That yeah. sounds like a very expensive extracurricular. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, 
the moms are yeah the moms are in this bridal shop looking at dresses for quote-unquote inspiration which Mm -hmm. i don't believe that's why they're there i think they're there because the producers told them to go there um and then melissa starts in with the if i ever got married again i would do this if i ever had another wedding i would do it this way blah 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 and christy it cuts to christy and She's in her talking head and she goes, why are you lying? We all know you're about to get married. You, we, she says, Melissa says, she's like looking around at all the dresses and she goes, you know, the thought of wedding dresses just doesn't even really excite me anymore. And Chrissy, it cuts to her in her interview and she's like, why are you lying? <laughs> we all know. Like, why are you if lying? they're not calling her out because they're on camera or if they never call her out on stuff. Like, yeah, as that's good a good question. That they are, and they've known each other for so many for years. So, yeah. Why are you not just like, listen, I know. So why are you lying to my face? <laughs> are you being you know weird? I mean? yeah. yeah, I just don't get it. Um, and then Melissa is like over explaining yeah. to the point where it's like, well, now you're that's suspicious. How you know it's a lie. Yeah, she's like, well, I, you know, I don't really feel like wedding dresses are that exciting for me, and I probably would never have another wedding. And I think it's, you know, I don't really care about weddings or getting married or being engaged if someone were to yeah. get engaged or whatever. The one thing like, I Melissa. learned about <laughs> telling a lie is they got to keep it short and sweet. Yes, <laughs> the more details, the more they know you're lying. It's like, true. When you call out of work, you just gotta say, "I'm sick." Hey, I'm sick today. They don't want to know anything else. Yeah, they also and, don't and, care. Yeah. Yeah. And any other details makes you look like a liar. It's true. <laughs> so she's, yeah, she's doing exactly that right now. Um, and then Kelly decides to try on a dress because she's a weirdo. Um, and we find out information about Kelly that I never wanted to know. We found out that she does doesn't not. wear underwear. Yeah. Kelly goes commando. She says, I never wear undies. And I was like, that's fun. Um, and then there's weird comments about her body that I don't want to talk about. So. Yeah anyway that's that we leave this weird bridal shop moment mm-hmm. we go to ohio with the candy apples um and kathy's like well when jill called me about um leaving abby lee and coming over with kendall i was thrilled um and she was like i'm just so excited to see how kendall will fit into our team and you know the subtext is like i'm excited to tell abby to suck it you yeah. know like uh, she we seems know like she's being so nice and welcoming but really you know that it's just all vindictive yeah absolutely um and then jill makes a comment because jill was the one who a couple weeks ago uh, abby got onto her about her boots on the floor oh and she was like I'm you can't up. wear you can't wear black sold shoes on the dance floor because the dance floor she uh, claims is seventy thousand wow. dollars which i believe ish i yeah. sort of believe that um and so anyway jill says to kathy like oh if we're gonna go in the studio do i have to take off my shoes and kathy goes oh honey we have a cleaning lady who comes every night you don't have to take your shoes off okay that i don't know how that kathy argument knows. doesn't make any sense yeah because the argument is not abby doesn't have enough money to pay a cleaning lady right the argument is her floor is so nice that shoes right. are gonna mess it up Kathy's floor is wood panel gym floor. Yeah. So it's not as nice. nice, And you flexing that like all you would have to do if somebody wore shoes on the dance floor is to clean it. Like, no, you're no, that's not the flex you think it is. Oh my gosh. It's so frustrating. And she's, she really thinks she's got these one line zingers in the bag. Like girly. Kathy knows a lot about what it goes on at Abby's studio. Like, how does she know about the whole floor situation? Well, she was there. Oh, okay. She in the first season, her remember her and Vivi are there for like very briefly. Yeah, like three weeks or something. It's like stupid. Or Vivi, that's all I think about. 
Yeah, bless that child. Her TikTok is hilarious, by the way. Everybody should follow Vivi on TikTok. She's hilarious. I'm going to do that today. So after this like floor thing, then Jill says, I had to explain to Kendall why we left Abby's to come here. And I had to explain to her that we were doing something that, uh, you know, like we're going to somewhere that values her and will treat her with respect and blah, blah, right. blah. That I had to explain to her why I made her do something against her will. Right. I think that Kendall is old enough at this point to decide what she wants, even if it's not... <laughs> It's hard because parents want what's in your best interest for long term. And they're like, mm-hmm. this decision is so important. It's going to impact your whole life. Mm-hmm. But really, Kendall is nine and she just wants to <laughs> dance with her friends. Yeah. And she yeah. liked Abby's studio. And I don't think it's that life altering of a decision that Jill had to. Well, because the, the reality is that Abby, well, the from what we've seen on the TV show, I should, I should say, Abby has been a royal pain in the life of Jill. Right. But Abby repeatedly in this episode specifically says she likes Kendall. She's like, Kendall's a great dancer. She she spins like a top. She, you know, needs some work, but she's a good dancer. So Abby doesn't dislike Kendall. Abby dislikes Jill. And so Jill doesn't want to be somewhere where Abby doesn't like Jill. It seems like the moms kind of got in Jill's head at the beginning. Like this is how we deal with Abby. And it's by being confrontational and loud Mm -hmm. no one said if you treat abby with respect every now and then you know show your dominance don't let her run all over you but be respectful that would have been an entirely different situation yeah i think she got some really bad advice (laughs) yeah i think so too um kathy mentions that kendall's gonna do a solo and then she very dramatically tells jill and kendall that she's like oh i don't even know if i should say it but we're going to pittsburgh (laughs) (laughs) we're going to the same competition as abby and so now we that's all a thing that you were before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They also told us that in the coming up on dance moms. Yeah. So we already knew all of this information. Three days out from the competition at Abby Lee, we're rehearsing the group. Um, Mackenzie at one point has her hands like clasped above her head. Mm-hmm. Like she's holding a bouquet of flowers, but up above her head. And yes. Abby picks up her little fist and looks at her nails and she goes, who is your manicurist? She should be out of a job, <laughs> which I just thought was funny. It, it just made me Google. Funny. Who's your manicurist? She should be out of work. <laughs> um. <laughs> then Abby, do you know what the, hang on. Abby mentions that the girls are going to be wearing nose gays. I have what no idea. What the hell is an, is that a slur? Is that something I'm not allowed to I say? I have no idea what that is. I should have looked it up. Alexa, what is a nose gay? A small bunch of flowers. Flowers? A nosegay? That sounds like something I should not say. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Worn at the waist or bodice. Do you have a picture? I it just it's like a small bouquet of flowers. But like worn on your body? Um does that have to do with your nose? No, I think it's no, I oh, it says worn at your waist or bodice. Let me look up a picture. I was picturing like at weddings where the bride has a really large bouquet and mm-hmm. then, yeah, it looks like that where the brides have really large bouquets, but then the bridesmaids just have like, oh, the, a baby, like the little babies. Yeah. yeah. With like three or four flowers. But I don't know how that wor- word originated, gay. honestly. Yeah. My notes say the hell is a nose gay. Is that a slur? <laughs> it did sound strange. like it. I just skirted past it. Um, 
And then Mackenzie says in her talking head, she goes, I don't think I would ever want to get married, but if I do get married, I would want to marry Justin Bieber. Girl, <laughs> same. Did you in, ever like, have Bieber fever? I did. I had a thing for like a swoopy pretty boy the, hair. The swoopy hair. I yes. had I had an embarrassing amount of Bieber fever. This is a confessional moment. I didn't moment love him as Amanda. much as everyone else did. I did. I went to see his documentary Never Say Never in 3D with my friends. And I was having such a hormonal out of body experience that mm-hmm. I cried almost the whole time oh and left. I still remember this. I've never have felt this feeling ever since this day, but left shaking. Oh like gosh. I was like vibrating with hormones by the time it was How all said old and done. You when I was in middle school. Oh, okay. Yeah. So in 20, 2013. Oh God. Hang on. This is going to require math. I was already graduated high school and in college by 2013. So I just feel like I might've been a little too old at the time Justin Bieber was coming. This is the year 2022. Mm -hmm. 2013 would have been nine years ago. I would have been, oh, did that come out this year? No, this would have come out. I was 16 in 2013. Okay. So I wouldn't have been in middle school. Well, his. No, but we had some. Alexa. (laughs) When did Justin Bieber's Never Say Never come out? Justin Bieber's Never Say Never was released on February 11, 2011. 2011, so I went 14. Yeah, okay. would have been in like 7th or 8th grade. I was a senior in high school, so I just feel like maybe I was a little too much. Yeah. I was like <laughs> that is shaking though. with hormones by the time it was over. Shaking with hormones. So I'm like, she's like, I don't marry Justin Bieber. I'm like, girl, same. Yeah. Who <laughs> same. doesn't? Who doesn't? Um... So then Christy, so we're back up at the in, in the Lido deck. Christy brings up, she's like, I don't know if Melissa is going to bring, because again, they're supposed to bring their dads for some like truly unknown reason. Dads aren't ever invited any other time. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. And Christy's like, I don't know if she's going to bring Kurt or if she's going to bring Greg. Right. Like who knows? And then Melissa, she's not going to bring anybody. She's yeah. like, I'm not, she's like, Kurt's can't be there. He's busy. The birth dad is busy. He can't be there. Um, and she says, I would love for Greg to be there, but absolutely not. They like all made it seem like it was Melissa's fault that Kurt mm-hmm. wasn't coming. Mm-hmm. And they just kept blaming it on her and saying that she goes crazy every time she hears his name. Yeah. But Melissa was actually being very calm about the situation, I feel like. And was just I think like, so too. Kurt can't come. It's just hard because like, it, as someone who... Like, if you want to be respectful of somebody's boundaries, you have to know what they are. Right. And for Melissa, she's always moving the goalpost. Yeah. It's like, well, this is the boundary. Don't ask me about this. And then she'll volunteer that information that you right. can't ask about and then say, well, whatever's after that is the boundary. It's like, right. well, which, where's the boundary? She like, just wants to share, but she also doesn't at the same time. Yes. Christy and Kelly and Holly want to be supportive, mm-hmm. but they don't know how to do that if they don't know what they are or are not allowed to talk about. Okay. That's you know, a nicer I think take. it's just like, yeah. They're just like, why are you like, if you, if you don't want to talk about it, don't talk about it in general, but it's right. hard for us to be supportive if we don't know what your boundaries are. It's so strange that they just don't have direct conversation with each other. Well, so that's what Holly's going to bring that up. Uh, does she bring that up right now? She brings it up later, but yes, that, that honest conversation piece is just not there is right. strange. Also, I have questions. If you've got two husbands, yes, one of them's name is Kurt. The other and the other Greg. is 
Greg. You had to pick like the most basic men names. Red flags. Yeah. Just gross in I, general. I Kurt have questions about all the dads. Yikes. Yeah. Kurt and Greg. I really so, wish the dads would make more of an appearance and like really show their personalities. I mean, but also at the same time, if I were a dad, I would not want to be near this thing. That's true. That's <laughs> Whatever, true. girl. <laughs> um, Melissa mentions her wedding dress and she's like, oh, I wish I still had it. So I guess when she got divorced, she got rid of her wedding dress, which makes sense. Mm-hmm. And Kelly's like, you should have kept it. Your kids would have wanted it. Uh, pass. I think that moms have like this idea of their daughters wearing their wedding dresses and they like really hold on to them uh, i see this on tv all the time there's a whole show about it about whether or not people were going to wear their mom's dress or get pieces of it altered into a new dress and it's a whole tlc show because all these moms had kept their wedding dresses. that's insane my i know my mom still has hers but like would you my- want you to try it on if you ever got married I literally can't. My mom is like the tiniest. Is have you have you met my mom? I haven't. She is so short. Like I'm five five. My mom is probably five even. Oh wow. She's tiny. I did not know that. And when she got married, she was like way thinner than I am. Mm-hmm. So like, there's no hope. She's way shorter, and she's she was way thinner. So it's right. like, I I mean, it's cool that she has it. Yeah. And I think, uh. I think when my sister got married. Did they she, take pieces of it? Yeah, I think she pulled off the trim on the edge of my mom's veil and okay. used it as like a belt or something. Like, I right. think there was an alteration that was made. But And also, my mom got married in the eight, uh, 80s, early 90s, late mm-hmm. 80s. And she had the big giant puffy sleeves yeah, no and like the long sleeves with like the thing hooked onto your finger. Yes. Like, I mean, it's so out of fashion. It's ridiculous. I'm so glad those are gone. Yeah, me too. So, so anyway, Kelly makes that comment. That's just like very antiquated. Like that's not, people used to think that, but I don't think that's real. Right. So then we go back to Ohio. Jill is meeting the other Candy Apples moms and she's like, they're so nice. They're so welcoming and I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. This seems like a bunch of red flags. This group immediately loves her. I like that's just weird. I just feel like the producers told them to be nice to her. Oh, a million percent. Because they because just, they bring out sparkling cider and treats, and they're right. like, "Welcome, candy apples." Yeah, dude, it's it's like very get out. Yes. It's just like really weird. Really trying to bring you in too fast. Yeah, and Jill is like actively talking smack about Abby and the other moms to the new moms, which is embarrassing. Right. Really embarrassing. Jill has no loyalty, it seems like, to anyone. To anybody. Not even to her daughter. I know. And then Kathy's like, oh, Nia and Kendall are going head to head. And Jill says in her talking head that she's doing this for Kendall. Are you sure? No. This is all about no. Jill. This is sure. all about Jill. We all know this. Everyone's just using little Kendall. Her face in this whole episode is just like, like kind of scared, but also yes. blank. She looks like she's she, always blinking back tears. Yeah, she like doesn't know. It seems like she doesn't know how to feel or how to express what she wants because no one's really listening to her. Mm-hmm. And Abby's kind of using her as a pawn. Well, not right now, but Abby wants her, and Kathy says that she wants her, but not really. So I imagine that she doesn't feel really wanted by anyone totally. or anyone's looking out for her best interest because no one's even listening to her. Yeah. And it just seems like Kathy wants her for intel and yeah. little Kendall just looks like she's always going to cry. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bummer. I've been wondering what Kendall's adult therapist has unpacked about this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, so Christy Kelly and Holly 
are to are at the in the Lido deck talking about Melissa being engaged. Melissa's working at the front desk. Mm-hmm. And I think the moms are also struggling with the concept of privacy for the reasons that we already mentioned that Holly says, we know all about Melissa's nooks, crevices, desires. Yeah. Kathy, Kelly's <laughs> Kelly says, well, Melissa will let me know if she shaved down there, but she won't tell me she's engaged. And Holly says, well, asking if she's engaged is too personal, yeah. <laughs> which Holly's Holly's like zinger was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, but they're echoing what, what you had said earlier mm-hmm. of like, if she's going to be honest about everything, yeah. be honest. Like, it's just difficult to support somebody when you don't know where your boundaries are. Right. Like they're just and they seem incapable of having that conversation. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think they know what boundaries are. Mm-hmm. They just think they're entitled to people's personal Well, no one in 2011 probably knew what boundaries were. True. Like, true. that's a new conversation. That's, that is definitely true. So we're day of competition, day of the show. Here we go. Headed to fire and ice broadway baby the crusty white dog of abby's is in a stroller i'm sorry but that is i love dogs but that is one of the ugliest dogs i've ever seen <laughs> it is so crusty it's so it's crusty eyes are like almost black <laughs> yeah i just feel like crusty white dogs people love them and i just don't <laughs> get it at all my family has a crusty white dog but we yeah, take I'm care sorry. of the crust yeah it's just around her eyes is where she gets the crusty and i understand it takes a lot of maintenance for the the white dog not to become crusty. I get yeah, that. So yeah. not everyone is up for the challenge. But Broadway baby is crusty all over her yes. face. My little white crusty dog, my family's is just around her eyes. Her little, That's little baby nice. crusty. Broadway, also why did she name her dog Broadway, Broadway baby? baby? And she's in a pink stroller pushing her into the competition. To be fair, I do have a pink stroller that I push my cat you in. But, but I only do it around the neighborhood because she needs to get outside more often. Okay. <laughs> I will accept that, but into a dance competition. That's a lot. I don't understand. Because she's all about her reputation. She's like, these people know who I am. <laughs> and this I care this about my is image. What you want to present to the <laughs> Push world. my dog in a stroller. Like, Here's my Broadway baby doll. And this. I'm like, okay, girl. Stroller. You're caring about your image in a really weird way. Exactly. Priorities off. are strange. Yeah. Um, and so they're they're like headed to the green room to set up. Candy apples show up, get off the bus. And I have at this point in my notes that I remember why I used to love this show. Mm-hmm. The drama and conflama of it's knowing so that at some point these two groups will merge and there will be screaming. I was like, of oh, I I remember why I used to love this because that Just prospect is very exciting. Oh, yeah. Candy apples get to their green room and Jill says, I want Abby to see what she made me do. So... We're making decisions for people and we're avoiding responsibility. Right. Great. Perfect combo. Great. She says that the green room is a lot better with candy apples than it is with Abby because no one's screaming, which is fair. Yeah. There isn't, there doesn't seem to be any screaming. So then we see candy apples are like, all right, let's hit the road. Let's go. Abby Lee dance company. Also thinking the same thing. They get up, they go, they meet in the hallway and Kathy immediately screams about abby's dog she's like she's pushing a dog in a stroller <laughs> like kathy we see it and abby looks i think she was genuinely caught off guard she looks like oh, she was really, really not i thought this thinking whole she was gonna thing see was them. staged i but- think i think them meeting in the hallway was staged but i think kathy knew and abby didn't okay. because her face she didn't it was like blank it was like right. shock yeah so i think abby was genuinely surprise yeah um christy 
says that everyone thought she was crazy for being skeptical about Jill. She's like, here we are. I told y'all she was crazy. Yeah. And this is, Christine this is, is proof of that. on my nerves this episode, but <laughs> I also hate that she's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, Kathy says hi only to Melissa because they were besties, which of course they were. Yeah. Um, and Maddie says that when she saw Kendall with, um, Kathy, that she just wanted to cry because it felt wrong. Right, because they're Sweet friends. Baby. Yeah. And no one really like thought that. They just yeah. all thought it was a competition and only about dance, but they've been hanging out. So. Yeah. There's also this weird bathroom conversation where the moms are like standing in the bathroom talking and it's really weird and nothing it's the a nothing way that this scene was shot is just <laughs> super weird absurd the amount of times i saw christy and holly's reflection in the mirror <laughs> as the yeah. shot was i don't know what was it was happening. weird it was super super and weird there are all their outfits in that bathroom scene i don't know who told them to go into the bathroom to start with yeah it was weird they're all congregated in the bathroom with very loud prints on and chunky necklaces <laughs> And all I see is their reflection in mirrors. And yeah. I just saw that it was a very strange It was scene. super, super weird. Um, Then we see uh, Kathy and Jill kind of talking about how great they think the other one is. And it's like nothing. Then we see Nia and Kendall obviously forced to talk to each other. Um, and they're like, oh, so you have a solo? Good luck. And Kendall goes, I like your crown. You're being so sweet. And Nia goes, thanks. I'm supposed to be a princess. Oh my god! Like I crying know, forever. So awkward, so sweet. And then they are like, "Okay, good luck," and then they run away. <laughs> it's really sweet and kind of sad. Yeah. So Nia and Kendall like break off from their little conversation in the hallway. Nia is going to perform first, and her dad Evan is there. So sweet. It's weird that Evan and Holly are not sitting together. That's what I thought. But too. I think that's the producers. Right. keeping the mom's nuclear and they're like evan use or wherever yeah. um holly is sobbing like hysterically sobbing she at her child she never cries when nia dances but she doesn't oh, always every time girl that's not true yeah. yes you do she loves nia so much and we're see we saw almost all of nia's dance right. we saw a ton more than we normally do which is good because she deserves it right nia she deserves, deserves the screen time sometimes absolutely um jill and kathy are sitting in their seats they won't shut up about abby and of how much course. they hate abby blah 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 with an earshot of abby i think is oh, sure. shot. yeah whatever and abby's like you don't like me and you're talking about me loudly get in line whatever <laughs> unbothered no kendall goes after and abby says that kendall she i don't there's no way to corroborate this or to mm -hmm. prove this but abby says that kendall is doing abby's routine with abby's costume right so logistically i have questions like how does that work but also kathy mm -hmm. sucks so i believe that she would do that i thought that kathy stole the routine a little bit because yeah. later she says i just changed some of it i just changed the tempo mm -hmm. like i did change some of it or something but she doesn't say none of that was yours but yeah. i'm confused about how the costume is abby's because i thought they bought their own costumes yeah where so did it how did it get there maybe it was the costume that abby planned for kendall to wear that weekend or something i don't know but yeah I, it is super weird but i mean but i believe that kathy would do something like that because she's awful yeah and i made a note that the only positivity that i saw during this entire episode was the girls to one another i was just about to say that <laughs> really yes and a little bit it's between so holly and nia but the moms are very rude to each other and nitpicky at each uh -huh. other 
And Abby's like that to the girls and the uh-huh. moms. Yeah. And the only like positive interaction I see is between the girls themselves. They're always just mm-hmm. You did so good. You did so yeah, good. Yeah, there Chloe is so being sweet. so sweet to Nia in the green right. room. So she goes, You look like you were having the time of your life. <laughs> it's so, it's like sweet. so sweet. Yeah. And at least someone taught the girls how to be nice to each other, even if the adults are well, not. and it's Chloe. Uh, who's Christy's daughter. And Christy is one of the more mature moms. Right. She screams a lot, but she has good points. That's true. So it doesn't surprise me that it's coming from Chloe. Um, Chloe's dad can't be there, but he called, which I thought was cute. He's like, I can't be there, Chloe, but like, have a great time. I love you. Good luck. I don't understand Whatever. what everyone's parents are doing. On the weekends, they're know. all working. All the dads are working. I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. I don't you. buy it for one second. <laughs> um, and then Melissa picks up one of the nosegays and throws it over her like up behind her to yes. all the little dancers I was like, that's weird confusing. she's just being a weirdo the group routine was fine <laughs> it's like whatever um candy apples is doing a funeral number like which is the okay producer wedding yeah i know i read that like too. goodness they just- are so old they're like oh yeah yeah that's a point of contention forever is that kathy has and i don't understand how this is the rule that kathy has a group of like 16 17 year old dancers Mm -hmm. but because her daughter and her bff run across the stage for like 10 seconds and they're six it brings the age category down to the six-year-old's age yeah but how in the world does that make sense take the median age of like one is 16 one is six so you have to be like 13 i don't know i don't know but it but they don't justice and vivi don't even dance they just run right so it's like they should if they're going if that is going to affect the age category that they're in mm-hmm. there should be a way to quantify what constitutes as dancing right that's not dancing that's running mackenzie did that a little bit in season mm-hmm. one now she is dancing more right but in season one she was very much like just but the swinging. age gap wasn't as intense yeah she it was like five-year-olds and the, like she was like five or six and Brooke was like 13. Right. But this is Justice like and Vivi are five or six. six. Exactly. Yeah. It's like a 10 year difference. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It looks very strange on stage too. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It really doesn't make any sense, but it doesn't matter because the Abby Lee dance company got a platinum score of the best group overall. And they won the whole friggin' thing. No Just great. Yeah. Not surprising at all. But Kendall got first place for the solo and Nia didn't even place. Yeah. Which was really sad. And Holly is sad because she says, I feel like my kid was a pawn in -hmm. all of this. And I, I, I personally, based on the way Abby reacted to seeing Kathy and based on the way Abby reacts to this conversation with Holly, I don't think Abby knew this was happening. I think Abby was blindsided by the producers and by Kathy, Mm -hmm. but I can understand how Holly would feel that way and say, because Abby's not someone you can really trust. Right. So she doesn't know that Abby didn't know that. And if Abby told her I had no idea, why would she believe her? You right. know? So, so I think her feelings are very like warranted and understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, Nia is in the dressing room sobbing because her dad was there and she wanted to win. Yes. And she's like sitting on his knee and he's like, it's okay. And he looks like he's getting a little emotional. And he's like, you did so good. I'm so proud of you. Yeah. You know, and Nia's just like, so, it's just like so emotional and so sad. And Abby comes in, she's like, get over it. I know. Okay, great. It's like hard because at some point you want to teach kids, like, we don't cry just because we lose. Like, so yeah. you're going to lose, you're going to win. Like, but then you also have to honor their emotions at some point too. Yeah. So it just feels like a hard 
balance to strike of how do you let a child feel their feelings, but also how do you teach them to be, you know, good losers? Cause sometimes you're going to lose yeah. Um, and you can't cry every single time. You know what I mean? Like yeah, no, I there's a you. hard balance to be struck. And I feel like Abby is, she's obviously way over there of like never cry about anything in my presence <laughs> and that's not <laughs> right. healthy. So yeah, I think, I think the conversation should be, why are you crying? Right. Because if Nia says she's crying because she wants her dad to be proud of her, mm -hmm. that is an actionable thing for a parent. Right. I am proud of you. Yeah. Why would you think I'm not proud of you? Is it because you think that me being proud of you is you associated with a trophy? Because that's yeah. not true. I'm proud of you no matter what the judges think. Yeah. That's the conversation, not don't cry. Right, right. You know? Um, the candy apples green room, we see them. Jill gets this god awful, ugliest sin denim bedazzled dance mom jacket that from no Kathy. No one else has it. They're just doing it to be like, look, we gave you a jacket. There's no probation. Then 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 whatever. Messy. She is very messy. Yeah. And then Holly see or Abby sees Holly and Nia in the hallway with all their stuff. Mm -hmm. and holly says that they're just gonna go ahead and go she says what happened in there was wrong i don't appreciate the way that things were handled and we want to go home now right and Ab and abby lets them she seems to understand yeah so that's what makes me think that abby wasn't in on it i guess it makes more sense to me that holly's so upset because she thinks abby was in on it because i didn't understand yeah. the whole mia is a pawn i think yeah i think holly assumed that abby and kathy had something going on or like abby kathy and jill and yeah. Nia was just thrown into it. But I don't think, game. I don't think Abby knew because right. if she did know, I think she would have told, she would have psyched out Nia. She would have been like, you better go and beat Kendall, blah, blah, yeah. you know, like make her cry, whatever, whatever. Right, right. But based on her allowing them to leave early and her facial expression when she first sees Kathy, I don't think she knew. Yeah. I really don't. He wasn't the bad guy in this situation for once. Yeah, really. <laughs> I mean, there's not that many times, but I think this was one of them. Yeah. Um, then we see both companies in the hall. They're fighting. They're screaming. Abby's like, you're soliciting dancers. And she's like, not, uh, Kathy's like, no, I'm not. Jill came to me at free will. She said, you were a witch. And Abby <laughs> gets to Abby in the talking and she goes, Kathy makes my blood boil. Yeah, we can see that. <laughs> we can see yeah. that on the screen. And then there's like some like screaming about Kathy stealing a number. And then that's the end of the episode. There was that it's one, so abrupt. There was that one mom in Kathy's little troop that kind of puts her stuff down and steps like <laughs> kind of in the middle, but not. But she's like, I'm ready to go. And I don't know if you saw her. <laughs> I didn't. But I was like, what is that lady going to do? She's like, Absolutely I'm ready to fight. Nothing. You want to yeah. fight? Let's do it. She's I'll like, I'm literally break fight. It up at any point in time. <laughs> That's hilarious. Um, do you have any other thoughts about the episode that we didn't get to? I don't think so. We kind of talked about all of it. It wasn't like the most dramatic Dance Moms episode I've ever mm -mm. seen, but it wasn't particularly tame either. So yeah. Um, do you have a song? I do. What you got? Um, you should go first because okay. I don't know how to pronounce the last name of the artist I'm about to say. Okay, great. Okay, so I talked about the No Strings Attached album at the top of the episode. Yes. So I'm going to shout out a song from that album. This album came out in 2000. It's a formative album for me as a human. I had this on CD. I think I also had it on cassette. No Strings Attached? Yes. Yes. It was very important to me. Um, I'm going to shout out the song It Makes Me Ill. I don't from know that, that I album. ever heard that one. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna fast forward. Hang on. Crazy, 
Texas are ringing some bells. Are you kidding? I love that is a good one. That's a bop. What kind of Ugh. what kind of dance are you picturing to love that? It. Like a hip hop I don't know. Number? Probably. I mean, honestly, anything. I would <laughs> I would pay money to see somebody just turn to that song. Somebody <laughs> Stand probably and did on YouTube. You should check it. Probably, out. Probably, yeah. I love, I love that album. It's so good. Liza's resumed her dinner. <laughs> Who do you have? Okay, so my song is by an artist named Joy Oladakun, and she is from Nashville. She's a black queer artist, and I just recently discovered her album in defense of my own happiness and that has just been on repeat forever and this one song called jordan is a song that she wrote i believe before she came out or Mm -hmm. shortly after and so um i'll just play the beginning and then i'll fast forward to the chorus this is what i keep hearing on her ads it's so good it's really good writes about like being she used to be a christian yes and so some of her stuff is watch out kind of ex-christian deconstructing kind of about her faith and how it intersects with her sexuality Mm -hmm. and um some other stuff and i just think that it's really beautiful so i was picturing like a nice lyrical routine yeah i it's interesting because i kept getting ads for her music on tiktok Mm -hmm. and i couldn't tell if she was a christian or not because she has lots of songs written about faith yes and i was like well she's a christian artist i'm not trying to get down with her like that but that makes more sense that makes you want to listen to her yeah she (laughs) i think used to work in a church is what i heard her saying and wanted to be a pastor for a long time Uh i don't know how that separation happened or if she's still involved in like christian community but yeah she's one of those people that i think is exploring music and sexuality and what it means to be christian or not outside of the context of our, wow. what we probably grew up in so. which is a lot yes it's a lot, a to lot tackle. it is a lot to unpack and she was in nashville recently and i just love her even more so yeah dang joy well that's it that's a wrap on runaway mom <laughs> stupid name by the way um runaway moms Thank you for listening to this episode. This is going to come out on Memorial Day, right? Because it'll be Monday. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Memorial Day. OMG. Um, Listen to it in my car. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wherever you are on this fine Memorial Day, I hope that you are safe and that you did uh, whatever was fun for you. Most people will have the day off on Monday. Some people will not. So if you did have the day on Mon- if you did have the day off on Monday, if you're in the States, you had the day off on Monday um, and you interacted with someone who didn't, like you went to a fast food place or you went to a grocery store and you were an asshole to that person, you suck. <laughs> Be nice to people. Yes. Um, and if you did have to work on Memorial Day weekend and you dealt with people who were awful, who got to have the day off, 
my thoughts and prayers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's awful. Bless your heart. Yeah. Hank that for you. Faith, thank you for doing this. Thank you for having oh, me. Gee. I loved reliving my old high school days. It's something, this. huh? Yes. It's really something. This take the show takes you back after watching an episode of In really. good and bad ways. Yeah, truly. Um, all of my social stuff is going to be at the end bumper. Um, be sure to follow me on Spotify so I can, um, we're going to make that playlist of all of these songs. Um, so join, follow me on Spotify. Uh, my person is my personal Spotify. Um, my username is nerd alert in like nerd period alert. Um, and there's going to be a pyramid pod playlist. And it's going to be a whole thing. So dang. Yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks for listening to this episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Pyramid. You can find us on Instagram at The Pyramid Pod and on Twitter at The Pyramid Pod underscore. Send your thoughts and opinions about Dance Moms as a voicemail to anchor.fm slash pyramid pod or in an email to thepyramidpodcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and follow us wherever you get your podcasts.